This podcast is an unedited excerpt from an MCLE program presented at MCLE's Conference Center in Boston, Massachusetts. Please note that MCLE's products, services, and communications are offered solely as an aid to developing and maintaining professional competence. The statements in this recording may not apply to your circumstances, and no legal, tax, accounting, or other professional advice is being rendered by MCLE or its speakers. For full terms and conditions, please see the MCLE website. Files, emails, whatnot. Um, we talked earlier about malpractice insurance coverage. Please look at the extended reporting period uh, provision so your mouth doesn't totally um, drop jaw um, when you see the multiple associated with the cost of the tail policy. Um, we didn't talk about it yet, uh, but the commercial lease often. Um, I look at that as something that, that is an excuse for senior attorneys to put off um, succession planning because they figure, well, my lease expires in two years. Um, often it's just part of the negotiations. Um, but I also see attorneys that will renew a lease for five years um, when they're 72 years old. And, um, and that's something I certainly recommend that before you do renew that lease, um, if you have practiced more than 30 years, certainly keep in mind um, a succession planning component to, the, to, to what that lease term presents to you. Um, the different rules of professional conduct are all here that we, that we reviewed that you should be um, cognizant of. Um, determine which type of succession plan that, um, that you believe is the right fit for you. And it goes back to that uh, one graphic we showed before, which is um, join a growing firm or sell to a growing firm, pursue an internal transition with current, or, uh, current lawyers or lawyers that you recruit into your firm, or continue with the status quo, which could result in the type of risky scenarios um, that Michelle and Ed and I um, just discussed. Um, if you're going to pursue the Rule 1.17 route, be very cognizant of those notice rules. Um, as Ed went over, um, and as we've discussed several times already, uh, definitely recommend pull the case, the Mean and Shaughnessy case. Um, it's on point for anybody considering succession planning or transitioning um, to, um, to another firm. Um, and then some practical points, which are, you know, as you're considering succession planning for your practice, consider, are there certain preconditions? Do you have an office manager um, that's worked with you for 20 years um, or more sometimes? And is that person must be part of if you're joining, or if you're joining a firm um, or other preconditions that are important to you for, um, for, for the succession plan that you're designing for your practice. Um, and the last one, whether it's senior attorney match or another intermediary, a business broker, an accountant, another lawyer, financial planner, um, please consider talking with a third party um, to help um, to help structure what that plan is. We as lawyers, you know, we're smart, right? I mean, hopefully we're smart. Uh, our clients hire us for that reason. And, uh, but, but being intelligent in one area of the law doesn't necessarily mean that you're an expert in terms of how to design and implement a succession plan for, for your practice. And, and speaking with consultants and advisors um, about the process for doing that um, can add a lot of value um, for what you're, you know, for what you have built um, over over the course um, of your of your career. 
And then we haven't talked about yet, and let me bring up on the screen uh, another checklist, which is the checklist from the growing law firm side. Bear with me for one second. Okay, so if a firm is considering to laterally hire a senior attorney into the firm, um, then beyond just determining if this is a right fit for, their, for, for the particular area of their practice that they want to grow, very same rules of professional ethics apply on the, on the recruiting side. And as Ed brought up before about um, making sure about conflicts of interest, the, the, the letters, you know, even on the, on the inbound side, right? So that, that is the lawyers writing the letter, the departing firm should be writing a letter um, the firm that the lawyer is joining, they're going to be part of that process. Um, and to the extent that they can, and then it's not going to present a conflict of interest with regard to client notification, um, taking a look at that letter and making sure that that letter is in conformity with me and Shaughnessy and also the latest um, uh, uh, BBO um, um, article that we referenced earlier that came out earlier this year and a plug to our own Ed Chang, who had a very nice article uh, published in Massachusetts Lawyers Weekly um, in 2000 in 2019, which is part which is part of our materials as well, where Ed speaks in that article on that very issue of um, of, of lawyer of lawyer mobility, which of course includes senior attorneys, um, and determine for the growing law firms, you know, what does growth by acquisition present to law firms? Uh, many law firms. Um, are, are so focused on developing new clients in traditional and traditional means of uh, doing CLEs like uh, like this one and you know going to uh, and joining um, networking events events and, and writing and of course now we're in an era of blogging and vlogging um, by associating oneself with a senior attorney that has a career's worth of goodwill can present a tremendous way for lawyers to build upon their, um, their, their, their growing practices. Um, for the growing law firms, um, we go back to the boxes. Um, there's going to be uh, indemnification provisions that they're gonna to wanna to consider. The tail policy is important that they're gonna to want to make sure that a senior attorney um, has, in, has in place so that all of a sudden, um, when they're um, succeeding to a senior attorney's practice, um, they're not um, succeeding to potential or at least trying to minimize and mitigate um, succeeding to any latent malpractice insurance um, claims. Um, hopefully there is malpractice insurance, there should be, uh, but malpractice claims um, that a senior attorney could present if they're not doing the appropriate um, due diligence. Music.